I'm Scott Blakeman getting through this in Manhattan's Murray Hill. And I'm Tom Saunders in New York's Flatiron District. Scotty, it's been a minute, as the cool middle-aged people say, since our last podcast. And as a result, we at Getting Through This have a backlog of topics waiting to be spun into gold. And this embarrassment of riches has left us with a dilemma. To resolve it, we must return to a format we experimented with early in the history of this podcast, that of talking about two important topics in one podcast. Can we pull it off? <laughs> well, as uncool older people say, stay tuned. <laughs> Trigger alert. Today, not long after this podcast, my girlfriend and I are headed to Newark International Airport, where we hope to board a Lufthansa jet that will fly both of us to Spain, where after a day in Barcelona, we'll board a giant cruise ship and spend the next eight days in the Mediterranean Sea going from port to port. <laughs> I trigger alerted this because upon hearing that we're headed off on another cruise, loyal listeners may be so astonished they spit out their coffee <laughs> or whatever beverage they may be drinking. Hopefully not red wine, which could stain. <laughs> After all, didn't we just go on a cruise one month ago? Yes. But this ship is even bigger, and it goes to ports in France and Italy, and Sandy wanted it. But we're left with a question. How many cruises can we take before we are no longer considered landlubbers? <laughs> the other topic waiting impatiently for us to address resolves around a different sort of trip. Scotty, your big move from your apartment on the Upper East Side to your girlfriend's pad on Park Avenue, a distance of more than 60 blocks, done entirely without the use of a diesel-powered moving van with a squad of burly <laughs> moving men. How is that even possible? And how will your life change? How will New York change? Are you the harbinger of a great migration from the Upper East Side to the top of Murray Hill? <laughs> well, well, worrying should the many people whose jobs depend on the future of the giant multi-billion dollar moving industry be quaking in their heavy duty work boots? Well, as the pundits say on cable news, great questions, Tommy. And even though this throwback episode will address two major topics, as we did in those uncertain early days of the pandemic, I will attempt to answer those questions and so much more during the next 35 minutes. And what irony, as comic book heroes would say, that I have moved to a new piece of land while you and Sandy yet again take to the high seas, this time to world famous Spain, Italy, and France. <laughs> but our two stories actually overlapped last week when you generously and courageously helped me move a good chunk of my clothes and memorabilia in your roomy yet sporty Volvo XC60. Now, I say courageously because your wonderful and wise girlfriend, Sandy, did warn you not to drive your car in Manhattan since you were turning it in the very next day. But with That's What Friends Are For as our theme song playing in the background, you took that risk to help me tremendously with my non-burly moving man move. And in a scene straight out of a sitcom, you actually broke one of your rear lights in the garage, but you continued your journey, shaken for sure, but undeterred in your quest to help your friend. And well, 
that's the kind of friendship that's priceless. Although fixing that light clearly wasn't. Yeah, well, and, and I must say, Tommy, I, I can say without hesitation that if we're not for you, Tommy, I would not be here in my new apartment today as we speak. Well, I, I would be here, but my moving journey would have been far more difficult. And Bob, Tommy, by here, I mean Murray Hill, or as we say, Murray's Hill, where I could call myself Mr. Park Avenue, but probably not right away. Yeah, I, I, I think you could call yourself Mr. Park Avenue, and but you can't insist on other people calling you that. Excellent until, distinction. Yeah, until that, you've lived there long enough to be sort of like it, 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 you know, basically to to earn the sobriquet as we did uh, when we became the co-mayors of Irving Place. Oh, exactly. That takes yeah. time. You don't just simply move in and declare yourself Mr. Park Avenue or wherever you move. No, no, and of course, more importantly. Uh, whatever, when my designation does take effect as Mr. Park Avenue, in no way people say, oh, you're giving up your co-unelected, unappointed, self-appointed co-mayors of every place. No, this is not an, this is not even an unelected, uh, self-appointed position. It's, it's merely uh, a, a, an appellation. I'm Mr. Park Avenue. And again, I'm not, as you know me so well, Tommy, I'm not going to shove it in people's face. Like, <laughs> hey, do you know who I am? I'm Mr. Park Avenue. Yeah. Uh, no, none of that. None of that. Right. But I'm actually, if the Park Avenue Chamber of Commerce reaches out to me and say, we think you might be a good poster, you know, yeah. you know, then I will call myself Mr. Park Avenue in order just to boost Park Avenue. Well, I think also it, it, it depends on I hate to say it, but it's not just because, you know, I, I, I don't I've never met a Mr. Park Avenue. I didn't until to this moment realize that that appellation could ever be used. But it makes sense. And I have a strong suspicion, Scotty, that just being a, a, a wholehearted supporter of Park Avenue won't be enough. I think you're going to have to campaign for it <laughs> and do one of your those for your consideration things, not in yeah. variety. That's not going to help you. No, it's no. expensive. But for your consideration, Scott Blakeman, Mr. Park Avenue, uh, and then some quotes from from well-wishers who say if any, if if Scott Blakeman couldn't become the symbol of Park Avenue, I don't know what could that kind of thing. And, and, and to me, you know, that's where it gets a lot of, you know, razzmatazz and mumbo jumbo. And it takes the meaning out of actually being. Mr. Park Avenue. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to take on all that and, and also, you know, to sort of use it in any way. Hey, we're going to get the, you know, like Hollywood with the, you know, uh, stars and, you know, and that. We No, 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 no. no. That, I, I, we do know about that. Scott. Yeah, and know? again, I don't knock that. It's, it's a fun thing of Hollywood, but that's not for yeah. me. You're not it's, saying rip up the sidewalks and take away the stars just so that you'll feel better about mis being Mr. Park No, Avenue. no, but I must say, Tommy, this harkens back as we discussed on this podcast, as a, uh, when I would go to junior high or high school and my dad, uh, who was a hardworking dentist, uh, earned the right to own a $5,000 Cadillac at that time. It was a <laughs> and that white, was a lot of money. That, that was a lot of money. Those were, were $1,000 in those That's days. That's true. Uh, but he deserved and uh, it was a white cat. It was red upholstery. And I, I, I sheepishly, he would drive, as a dad, he'd drive me off a block away. Not that I was ashamed of anything my father accomplished, but I thought the kids would, Rasby. Now, Tommy, many, many years later, this is the first time I have an address where I, uh, uh, you know, it's it, you can't avoid it. Now, you know, it's not Park Avenue in the 70s or 60s where it's, you know, well, $20 well, million dollars town. Nobody know that. I mean, nobody, yeah. you know, 
only the really uh, sort of regional snobs. Said, well, what part of Park Avenue? No, right. no, no, Scotty, you're right. Park Avenue period is a signatory of great wealth for one thing, Scotty. So now you're you're known as this very wealthy person. Well, uh, of course, how, does that, time, how does that affect well, the, 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 the work? And like you say, I mean, Scott Blakeman's always been a guy who and we've said this many times puts on his pants one leg at a time. Yes. Well, I vow that I'm going to continue to do that, but there's no way around it. And in fact, you know, sometimes if I'm applying uh, for something, uh, at one point I was actually on this, I'm on a list now actually for, I didn't realize it was for the Manhattan Plaza complex where Larry David lived and, and you know, it's a subsidized housing. And well, I, well, know, I, I think a lot of people don't know this. These are two towers and Manhattan been there since the 1970s is yeah. uh, built entirely to be housing for perf the uh, people in the performing arts who aren't making enough money to live in Manhattan. Otherwise. Yeah, exactly. And and I certainly by what I made or didn't make last year, I would qualify. But this, so I said to them, well, uh, well, we haven't been able to track you down. What's your address? So I said, 40 Park, well, <laughs> Park <laughs> Avenue. And it's sort of like, I, I, I you know, I've, I, that was a point where it's like, I think this conversation is over. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and uh, so it is, it's, 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 again, and, and Ginger's look has a rent stabilized apartment. It's not, you know, but a Park Avenue anywhere in the world, it yeah. does have that uh, cachet, whether it's, uh, you know, earned or not. No, indeed. Uh, uh, Park Park Avenue, uh, from, from, uh, you're right. People in Zimbabwe, in, in the in, in the uh, uh, tropical rainforest, you know, that the, they don't may not know anything about you. But once they hear that you live on Park Avenue, oh, well, and they may get very sarcastic, some of those tribal people. So could, uh, yeah. you should be but don't, don't tell everybody you you live on Park Avenue all, all the time. And I know I haven't okay. actually. Yeah, my building when I was leaving and I was and we'll talk about that. It was kind of an emotional leaving Normandy Court, the wonderful people there, the staff, everybody. Uh, but I did have one of those several goodbyes because I said goodbye a few days early and then gave an advance holiday gift. Uh, and then I just kept walking by them all the time because I was there. For, in fact, I checked out at 10 p.m. on my last day. Tommy, if you had not, this gets back to the movie. If you had not stepped up big time, as I've never used that expression, but it applies to help me move. I don't know that I would have gotten out by midnight. And then I'm told, and I don't know this for a fact, but in New York real estate law, if you don't vacate your apartment by midnight at the last day of your lease, you are charged $1 million. Oh my God. And if you can't pay it, you go to a debtor's prison, which is oh, yeah. the, one of oh, the yeah. last debtor's prison in America. There's still one for renters and they <laughs> take you rent. right there. And I have all my stuff too. It would be embarrassing. It's like, oh, I've got my last few bags of stuff. What are you going to use that for here? Yeah. You know, so thankfully, and thanks to you, Tommy, yeah. that did not happen. Well, that's certainly uh, the the cost of the life, which was... Um, I won't uh, I won't say the exact figures, but it's in the definitely in the four uh, digit category multiples. But I decided to do something, Scotty, that I have not done ever since uh, I bought the car. I, I let insurance pay for. It. Oh, I knew you were grappling with. That. I, I was. Gra but I, I was talked into, you know, it's not such a bad thing. You you pay for this insurance. Why not? take it why not uh, apply the insurance to yeah. an actual uh, and 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 let me just tell the uh, the uh, audience who must be hanging on the edge of the seat what actually happened what happened was 
we uh, just as you said, Scotty, uh, but it's it's actually quite interesting. It would make a great uh, lifetime movie or, or possibly one of the greatest films of all time. I don't know which one or the other. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the move, moving day, you could call it, except that move, that's probably already been used. But uh, I didn't even know that I was going to move you until literally minutes before I started moving you. It was yeah. it, moving your stuff because the way it was presented, and this is a, a good lesson for everybody who wants your friends to move. Don't portray it as, hey, do you want to move? Just say, I've got a box full of plates <laughs> I want to give you. That's it. Yeah. That's just, I, I, can you pick up the plates? Well, well, maybe I could just put, pick it up on foot. No, these are too many plates. And then, uh, uh, meanwhile, Sandy, who was wise to the whole thing all along, did warn me. And she did explicitly say, and we, we were going to turn the car in. Fortunately, it wasn't the next day, but, the, but uh, in a couple months. Oh, so yeah. I have time to get it fixed. But still, uh, uh, she was right. And that was the other that was something else that came out of this. And I say it's a good thing. I learned that my girlfriend is right uh, <laughs> about certain things. And it's a lesson I've learned again and again and again. She has great. Um, uh, I guess the word is practical uh, smarts. And and she saw it. She saw it coming. And sure enough. All it took was me to just slightly back up one inch in my parking garage. And the parking garage is, Scotty, I think if this podcast does nothing else in the many 680 uh, episodes we've done, if it's done nothing else, uh, 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 we, uh, if we could just warn people to drive very carefully in New York and Manhattan's underground parking garages... Yes. Very carefully. Don't back up unless you get out of the car and look. Yeah. And if even we, carefully, it's dangerous. Oh, so. yeah, no. Even carefully, yes. Avoid these underground garages. If we do nothing else, then that, then it will be disappointing because I think we could have done much more with that with our podcast. <laughs> That's true, but at least that would be amazing. But now, because I now let me just say, I'm a, my bad that I thought I had communicated. Oh, thanks, help me move, and not as a gift to help, but but oh, there's this china that that I think you'd appreciate for your home in Wyndham. So I apologize for making that. Clear. Oh yeah, yeah. It was very, uh, you know, that that part was clear. Yeah. And then the other part, it was, but it was, it was that was where the movie becomes almost priceless. It was the the thing of, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, maybe if you could, you know, some shirts. And then it turns out, yes, tons of stuff go fit, fit in the car. And it was amazing. You work with such. I just sat there in the car and watched as you, I don't want to use the word frantically, it's overused, but let's say energetically, just put, put stuff into the car. And, 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 and I was, you know, and, and, and I could see that I was performing a function far more importantly than what I thought I, oh, I had been doing. And, and again, and, the, the... And, and it made me feel, I wish I, I, I hadn't smashed the, the car light, the, the rear left, um, uh, you know, light, tail light, uh, because then I would have uh, uh, felt what I should have felt, which is filled, swelled with pride, Scotty, that I was able to, just as you say, help you out and avoid the $1 million fine, which would have, let's be honest, resulted in probably, if there is a debtor's prison, and again, I, I, I say that um, I, I'm not 100% sure that there is a debtor's prison in New York City. I just... Yeah. Conceptualized it in, in, about in a renter's debtor's prison, which a renter's uh, you know, prison. We don't know; could be an investigation, but no, that saved me. And of course, I did have someone in the building in a cart help me take it down. But once we arrived at Ginger's place, 
that was like the pit stop oh, at, that was at uh, any stop. kind of NASCAR race where Ginger came out with a car. And that's when it was frantic because, you know, you're in New York, you're double parked. And how long yes. was that? And, and so it wasn't leisurely like a moving van. Oh, in, I, in just driving through New York in Midtown. Yeah. It turns yeah. out driving in New York at Midtown is almost impossible. Uh, 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 it, 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 it's, we did it, but I don't, I'm not sure how we did it. The traffic is so intense and so wild and so concentrated and constantly you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're just inching forward, but we managed to get to, to uh, Ginger's apartment. Now I, 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 in the original intro to this, um, you veered off script, Scotty, where, uh, you were going to, uh, uh, I, I, you know, you, rather than introduce yourself as someone who lives atop Murray Hill, uh, you would rather put put yourself still in Murray Hill or on Murray Hill or something well, like that. Well, it's going to evolve. And I think certainly. that's right. I think that's yeah. right because I'm not sure technically that you're at the top of Murray Hill. No, I haven't measured it exactly. And, uh, and it may I, evolve. Uh, some days it may be Murray's Hill, as we like to call it, because... Uh, I that was the original was. word. That was the original term. Yeah, as, usually, as, yeah. as readers of Henry James uh, novellas know, uh, Mur that was how people in the 1880s referred to Murray. It was he, a, Mur a guy named Murray owned a hill. Imagine that, Scotty. Wow. And, you, and you live on his property. He could see it now. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a, wow. Hey, Murray, you got a whole neighbor. What? <laughs> and uh, so it's, it's, you know, it's, and it's, it's a wonderful thing. But then I know I don't want to skip over those important questions you asked will yeah. this be a harbinger I'm sure the new york times three weeks from now in a very dull front page piece in the real yeah. estate section will say uh you know uh, upper east siders making a pilgrimage to uh midtown east yeah and it'll be very dry and they'll show pictures going right okay, where's the quote associated with that person and, that's right yeah. and, and and uh you know it's, it, we'll get a brief background of some uh uh, upwardly mobile person who's saying, we're giving up on uh, Upper East Side. What? Yes, we're moving. We're taking the move downtown. Really? Like, And then you wonder how far downtown? The East Village? No. No, no, no. That's too far downtown. Right. It's moving to Murray Hill. Murray's, Murray's Hill. I, I almost can't say Murray Hill anymore. Yeah. It doesn't even seem right to me <laughs> because we've basically changed the way we think about the uh, I think language. a much better way, Murray's Hill. Well, it is almost like a mini... A small Upper East Side in a, a more convenient area, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It absolutely. It's it, New York City, and for people who who might uh, not live in New York City or are listening to this podcast, it is a place of many neighborhoods. Vast. It is so vast uh, uh, in in that way, and and so the Upper East Side does seem remote and distant, but not, but Murray Hill at least is in walking distance of my neighborhood, which is oh. the Flatiron District. Well, that's going to be great. The Gramercy Here, Park. Yes, a hop on park. It's a yeah. 10, 12 minute walk. And also walking distance to the Grand Central Terminal, the Pennsylvania Station, yeah. with connections to all the major airports and Long well, Island and, and, and Westchester. So you're really, and, and the ferry on 34th and, uh, uh, and yeah. the river. So, uh, and it's a very genteel, but but down to earth area too. And so, well, uh, it, what I want, I, I like certainly it's genteel, but a lot of people don't realize that it's also down to earth. It doesn't, it doesn't. You know, some people really assume these neighborhoods float above planet Earth. They <laughs> yeah. because they're so high and mighty and they're so expensive that they actually float. No, 
Murray Hill, and I can attest to this because I've been to your girlfriend's apartment, Ginger's yes. wonderful, and which we've spoken about, a lovely apartment yes. where the books are arranged according to their to the aesthetics of their of their covers. So we do judge a book by its cover uh, sometimes, <laughs> and and uh, uh, and it's on Park. And so now you're on Park Avenue. Now think about this in the course of this podcast, which we started so you know so many years ago, and. And I was in L.A., stuck in L.A. You were in Brooklyn, far, not just Brooklyn, but the other edge of Brooklyn, the yep. co- near Coney's Island. Yes, yes, at my uh, parents' house, my childhood home. And, and look and, where and we... think of the journey you've taken in the course of this podcast, guys. Well, this is my third residence in as many years of doing this podcast. And, uh, uh, and you, of course, have made the big move from California. But yes, I started off in Manhattan Beach, Brooklyn, and here I am. Uh, yeah, you're right. I did made the move from California, so that's impressive. Well, almost too. now we're we're almost getting to four years, uh, yeah. you know, at least three and a half. So uh, yes, but the one constant, Tommy, and that's the beauty of technology and life mm. itself. The podcast we may move our addresses, but the podcast remains the same and can be done anywhere, anywhere. Uh, even what a segue this is, as you and Sandy embark on yet another cruise to. Yes. Barth- from Barcelona then, and, and Marseille. And then, and, 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 and then to Marseille and then to, uh, uh, to Italy, northern Italy, um, uh, and, and, and then Rome and then, and then down to, to Sicily and then back wow. to Barcelona. So Italy is very popular it, now. Well, it's all very, very popular, but it's amazing. Rick Steves is even podcast. Yeah. You're talking into the phone, doing as we always do. And yet, and I'm going to, the rest of the day, maybe I'll take a walk and then have dinner mm-hmm. with Ginger. You're embarking on an adventure that normally years ago you would have to spend weeks just thinking and sitting and preparing for much, much less do a podcast two hours before you leave for the airport. But yes, you are. And what a journey awaits you, Tommy. Oh, yeah, it's it's uh, well, first of all, there's the the first leg of the journey is to walk to the uh, out of my apartment and lock up which is always nerve wracking a yeah. little bit, you know, did we turn off the stove? That oh, sort of yeah. Thing. yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, and then do we have our passports and all that kind of stuff? An enormous, we've got an enormous suitcase for the first time. I have a, one of those big suitcases that have four wheels on it. Uh, actually wow. eight wheels, Scotty. Wow. And, and uh, uh, um, so it's, that's the first leg of the journey will be probably an Uber to the train station. And that will probably be the least comfortable part of the journey. It will just get progressive, hopefully, to train station being Penn Station. Then the next leg will be New Jersey train to Newark Airport. Yes. So those, they're, they're, you know, it's not so easy just getting on, you know, believe me, this is going to be, and anything can happen in, the, in that time. You know, well, you don't now let know. Me this time is, I know it's, it's, it can be expensive, but uh, some people may want, well, you're taking Uber to Penn Station. Why not stay in that Uber? go all the way to Newark Airport. Obviously, it's pricier, but would that be... Uh, uh, slower, too. Yeah, with the traffic. And, and, and uh, um, you know, I mean, I, it's a possibility, but uh, why not just do that? But I bought the train ticket, so we're going to take the train. Oh, yeah, no, I've done that. Now that you think of it, Scotty, you can kind of present me with a thing, you know, with something I hadn't thought of. You know, that's why, where, where um, you've uncovered a new type of service it's the the post when it's too late travel service <laughs> after it's already well, been done the retroactive travel service where yeah. you say 
well, you know, you go in there after your trip and they, and, and, and then you tell them about it and they go, well, you should have done this other thing. And why didn't you do this? You yeah, know? you're better off to do it. But no, I think you are better off, Tommy, because it can be quite a bit of traffic. And you're guaranteed when you get on that train, it's a set amount of time, maybe 14 minutes, whatever it is, 20 at the most. And then you're there. And so, no, I think you're doing the right thing. And I only oh, good, good, good. That's, that's another the, service that travel the, agent. Could yeah, it was a voice say. for the voiceless of, <laughs> of the Uber <laughs> industry. No, always take Uber as far as you can. Those people, but no, yeah, we say use an Uber just the way you want it. Just a little yeah, right. of Uber, and then train the rest of the way. Okay, well, I hope that it works out, actually, Scotty. And and now that I'm now that you've mentioned it. Uh, maybe it was the uh, maybe it would have been easier. Maybe next, but the, the point is, we're going to be on a on a ship, this enormous ship, and we're going to be going. And hopefully, we're this time I'll be able to report from the ship. Uh, I'll have the have it set up so that I can actually we can I can actually podcast from the ship. Uh, it's never been done before, as far no. as I know. No, no, it, and not uh, in those parts and it's it's, it's, it's incredible uh but first barcelona where you'll tool around on your own uh for a day or so i guess you arrive in the early morning in barcelona that's right we'll arrive at nine o'clock in the morning and and uh and we'll be in barcelona after uh uh flying and and i I might add this for those of you wondering well wow doesn't this cost a, a arm and a leg surprisingly the the plane ride from New York to Barcelona is going to be twice as much as the cruise, the eight-day luxury cruise. Wow. How is that possible? It's because flying business class. Well, I, but, you know, you're with Sandy, and why not in a life flat seat? Why not, I think that's You'll be ready key. to go, fresh and uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed when you arrive no, in absolutely. Barcelona. And, and by the way, Scotty, I do think that it also points to the fact that the cruises are are, are truly besides being fabulous and fun-filled, they're, they're actually affordable oh, for, yeah. for, for, the, for the average guy who does put his pants on one yeah, leg. Yeah, time. and it's uh, a great way to see the world. And, and, uh, and I think this will be a different experience. I mean, wonderful, but I think even a different way, maybe European cruise, slightly different clientele, maybe some of the customers are different, but it'll still be that great cruise Well, that's experience. the thing, Scotty. I, that, that's one thing you can predict with accuracy that it'll have different clientele uh, from our Bahamas uh, trip. Yeah. And, and, and I think I'm ready for that. I was, a, I was hoping everybody would be the same uh, people as, I, as we had met on the Bahamas trip so we could just continue that relationship. But that's just unlikely mathematically that they're all going to go on the same cruise with me. It's just not going to happen. And, and, uh, so you're right, Scotty. This is a different bu- bunch of people. And... And I think that's exciting. I, I embrace that. And I hope to embrace the people themselves, actually wrap my arms around them in a, in a, in a big hug. And you know, to wrap things up, I mean, because we're, we're covering a, well, we're, we're really covering the, a, a, a big swath of, of planet Earth here. And well, as you said, Tommy, the two top, now for the historians listening, and we do get a big chunk of them, the two topic podcast. Going back in the early days, and, and I, I dare say in the early days, there were, I can remember where uh, we went back and forth with sometimes three or four, or certainly in the beginning, the yeah. written uh, part opening, which is now uh, two or three minutes, 
yeah. it could be seven or eight or uh, 10 minutes. Uh, oh, right, back right. And we, forth. we go back. And, that, this is so fascinating. And, and, and historians uh, have just uh, will have a heyday with, oh. with when they examine our earlier podcast where, yes, we have written almost dialogue sec- segments where we yeah. would. I would say something you say, and then I say, and then you, and it's all written, scripted. And yeah. uh, I, I don't want, I, the, your word brilliant is overused, so I'm not even going to use it in this case. But uh, uh, but I think we, we had hit on a, a perfect, uh, what we call a perfect formula. It's, there's nothing is perfect, but um, uh, this may be the only perfect thing, actually. I think it, it, it evolved into this two or three minute intro each, and then free form improvisation yeah and uh that's what we have but we do have based on the intro based, based on the know, intro and of course uh, but, we... but not necessarily uh uh hewing uh oh uh, never you know, slavishly to the intro no almost either. never we branch off uh, tangents are our our middle name which uh i don't use it though in do- <laughs> official documents and but... tom tangents if we both yeah. changed our middle name to tangents <laughs> yeah. uh I don't think that's ever been done before. That would never be done. Maybe we shouldn't try it now. No, and then you have to go through all the official things of changing the the middle name. The passport has to be changed. Yeah, it could be our unofficial middle name, and then, oh, what's unofficial? And then you open up a can of worms, which, again, is not bad. Uh, And then then they start questioning our our status as unofficial mayors of of, uh, Irving Place. Yeah. That's the can of, that's a, you know, uh, the, the whole thing about the can of worms, just keep, you know, if you're going to put worms in cans, seal them tightly. You know, I mean, I just think that's yeah. that's metaphorically true, but also practically true, you know, in terms of, you know, keeping worms in cans. I don't know. And also, it's not a giant can. I mean, you know, basically open up and OK, so you open up a can of worms. So yeah. maybe you wanted to for fishing yeah, purposes. That's right. or, that's yeah, a, that's a very good point. Why is opening a can of worms a bad thing if you're a fisherman? Yeah. What? The only person who wants worms is fishermen, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is an interesting thing. To, and I learned this another word yesterday. Uh, I was watching, um, oh, what was it? Uh, I can't even remember now, but there was someone using the word. Oh, yes, it was in a Q&A of yet another film that I saw but uh, about the Nazis. But it talked about humanizing. And we always think that when you say humanize, it's spinning someone in a positive light. And it really doesn't. It just means. We're all human, bad yeah. and good. It could be despicable as Nazis were, right? But, but so it was interesting that so yeah, well, oh yeah, he, he humanized him, but yeah, they always think it's positive. But no, but in the case of can of worms, it is positive in the case of the fishermen, right? And 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 it's not wormanizing. We're not, no, right? Am I right? No. I mean, is that a bad thing to wormanize worms? Uh, I don't think so. You know, no, no, it's worms are, it should be wormanized. Humans should be humanized. And you're absolutely right, Scotty. You touched on something very profound and very interesting. And that is that uh, 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 all the good and bad traits associate, uh, uh, associated with humans are what make us human, unfortunately, yeah. for better yeah. or for worse. Uh, um, you know, animals aren't aren't uh, uh, cruel and evil the way humans are. No, not at all. And, no, and, and, uh, we're the only animal that, that's like, so yes, I mean, uh, when people use the word humanizing, they don't really know how dumb they sound. And I hate to say that, Scotty, because I, I want to, I don't like to, I think people are basically very intelligent. Yeah, but there's things they are missing. But then, by the way, Tommy, this is my new book. Uh, I learned it at a QA. and <laughs> uh, And that'll be coming out at some point. Yeah. yeah. Designed the cover what, what's, first. What and, you've learned at Q and A's, you know, could, 
could fill a book, Scotty. Like, yeah. I, what I would do is keep it to, to a low number of pages. We've seen how uh, page, books that are a thousand pages go unread. Maybe what you've learned at a Q&A could be maybe 10 pages. Oh, 30. absolutely. I'm going to pioneer the new, oh, this is, you know, short book, under 100. Yeah, under 100. I mean, who doesn't want it? Because these days, too, when you see a play, there's nothing better to one's eyes than 90 minutes, no intermission. <laughs> you see, it does, I'm not saying it's some crass, simple to know. No. I want the play. I want to get out. And that's it. But, you know, three hours and, and movies have gone on. But a nice yeah. crisp hour, 145, maybe, at the you know, two hours, maybe. And, but, and you're, but, you're so right, Scotty. And just pulling it, the, that very fact back to uh, the, the original topics on a cruise ship and, and def, on the MSC cruise ship that we took to Bermuda or to Bahamas and which we're going to uh, take an even bigger one on the shows that they have on cruise ship. And we go to every single show yeah. on cruise ships. They're always 45 minutes long. It's perfect. the perfect length for live anything. Exactly. 45 and then... minutes, anything more. And I get restless legs. Oh things. no. And I've been on comedy shows where it got on and on and you're on you know, towards the two hour mark. And oh, they always they give them a lot of show. No, no one wants that. No, they want to enjoy it and leave. Yes. And do <laughs> we, something else. We have other things to do <laughs> yeah. besides, uh, this uh, watching a comic prove he can do uh, 18 hours of solid comedy in a row. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, well, Scotty, what an what a breathtaking experience this has been. To the double the double whammy the 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 double subject the double topic. Uh, yeah. Well, podcast. this is historic. I mean, this one this is the one. This is one of those episodes I take it by hand right to the Smithsonian. Uh, yeah. I mean, Terrible. I got the courier waiting at the door now for this. <laughs> And uh, this goes there. Historians, yes, you'll have access to it. Please make appointments in advance, just to be fair to everyone. Yeah. This episode is so much the bringing back the double topic and the momentousness of these two topics. Oh, yeah. One, you're about to go with Sandy on this wonderful cruise, yeah. and my move that involved you so dramatically as you risked it all uh, just to help a help a friend out. Wow! And you did it magnificently, Tommy. So. Uh, this this is for the ages. This uh, yeah, episode, this, which by the way, applies to everything. Yeah, but this this one at least should be, uh, as we've often talked about, carved in stone. I say put this to the head of the line of shows that we want to car. You know, the entire text to be carved in stone. Yeah, uh, I, I do say that, and I don't say that you know lightly. It's that's no, a big no. Tip. And I'm going to get on the horn with the engravers, uh, <laughs> you know, so they could, you know, switch things around. Yeah. Oh, good. The carvers, as they yeah. you know, should be called. Right. Well, Tommy, uh, a bone voyage <laughs> once again. Thank and you look so forward much. to hearing the details and, and directly from the ship. And thank congratulations you. on your new abode, Scotty. May it well, go thank you. Well, uh, in the future, I'm sure it will. And, and on that note, I'm going to continue to be Tom Saunders. And I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman, and we're getting through this.